What's up, VC family? It's your host, Don Shea Bates, and I am back with another podcast episode on today. It's Monday, so you know what time it is. That's right, VC family. It's time for Man of Monday. So come on in the room and let's jump right in. Welcome in the room, you guys. Yes, it is Monday and it is 6.28 in the evening, okay, where I am. Your girl just got off work, okay, you guys, and I am excited to give you all this fresh revelation, this fresh download that the Lord has downloaded into my spirit on today, okay? Um, it is going to be based out of the book of Numbers chapter 20, okay? Um, and we are going to be taking a look at Moses, uh, as well as his brother Aaron, but specifically more so Moses, okay? And for today's topic, we're going to title this message, God Speed, okay? And for those of you who aren't familiar with God Speed, God Speed simply means to go at the pace or rate or the direction of God, okay? Uh, to live your life within that time frame, meaning whatever God says is time to move, it's time to move. And whenever God says it's time to be still, it's time to be still. Being spirit-led, okay? Um, I'm not going to read to you all the whole book um, of chapter 20 as far as numbers, okay? The whole chapter, I'm sorry, as far as numbers, uh, chapter 20, okay? Uh, but I will be reading to you all verses 12 and 13 out of that. Now, I want to begin to take a look at God's speed, okay? God's speed for some of us, and I can speak for myself, has been something that has definitely been, um, I would say, a bit of an emotional slash spiritual roller coaster, okay? Definitely a roller coaster. Specifically more so if we take a look at purpose, okay? When you're walking a purpose and God has taken you out of that old land, that old mindset, the old places that you were once in, and he's established in you and told you what it is that is your calling in life, okay? You now finally figured out who you are and you're just ready to thrive. God's shown you some things in the secret place, meaning in the comfort of your own home. He showed you, um, you know, your secret place could be on the job. He's may have revealed to you some of the skills that you didn't even know that you had, even if it's just making others smile. And in those moments when he calls you into secret places or he calls you off the battlefield to spend time at his feet in prayer, spend time at your desk planning for what's next to come. Sometimes you can feel a little discouraged thinking, oh my goodness, you know, I'm falling behind. I'm seeing different people passing me by. It looks like their business is thriving. It looks like they're more obedient than me because I feel that I'm at a standstill. But let me explain something to you, BC family. There is something called seasons, okay? And even when you're in school, there are seasons. There's a time for graduation. There's a time for celebration when you're going to prom and homecoming and all of these fun things, right? And it's the same thing when you're walking in purpose, okay? Our father is the potter, okay? And we are the clay. So as he molds us and breaks us down and chips things off of us and packs more things on, not every minute are you going to be center stage. Not every minute are you going to be uploading content back to back to back, even when the Lord has given you set days, okay? 
Now I can contest to this, okay? Because let me tell y'all, when the Lord told me that I was going to be doing Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays for the podcast, honey, when I tell you, I was like, yes, it's a go. I've been waiting to hear the specific days um, so that I could let people know, hey, these are the days that I'm going to show up. These are the days that you can expect to hear a word from the Lord, right? So I was very excited. And when I put out uh, into the world, you know, on social media and all the different platforms, you know, that Bowley, the Bowley Confess show will be airing every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Y'all, I was excited. Okay. And then instantly we had a good few weeks and then it was a turn. And I'm like, Lord, you know, you're calling me into your presence. You're calling me up and out of the public eye. You're not allowing me to post things on Facebook as, as though I would. It as as far as the routine behavior goes, meaning the schedule that I usually would typically upload content, whether it be an encouraging word post, encouraging photo, whatever it is, you know, it was as though my land had dried up. And I'm like, okay, now I know I don't made it out of Egypt. I know, you know, the people that you had walking with me as we followed you, it's like, well, I know we've been on the right track because you wouldn't be spoon feeding us our next things to do. That's really how I felt, right, BC family? And so instantly I got to thinking, the Lord is trying to show me something. The Lord is trying to teach me something. And I began to change my mindset and shift over to trying to figure out what it was that he wanted me to do, okay? And that required me, BC family, to operate in God's speed. Okay, not my timing, not when the people are calling me like, hey, girl, you didn't upload a podcast or hey, love, you you didn't do this or that. You know, is everything okay? You know, just genuinely them being concerned. And because they were concerned for me, I was one very grateful to know that people can tell when your presence is missed. And I'm not just speaking about me. I'm using me as the example. But it's the same with you, BC family, when you're not at work, when you're not at family reunions, when you don't show up for whatever the specific calling is that God has on your life, your absence is noticed. People miss your presence. And and it's not all about you and I. It's about the greater that is in, in, in us. Okay. The greater that is he that is in us. Okay. And so when we don't show up in those places and our light isn't shining. Okay, when people can't see the God through other individuals in the workplace, people begin to say, you know, it was something always different about him. It was something always different about her. Okay, so in this time, you know, I am going to refer to the people um, who may be calling on you to show up when God is calling you to be at his feet. You know, I'm going to refer to the people who may be calling on you to come out and do certain things when God has called you to be at his feet, downloading things into you, crushing you for this next level. I'm going to call them the Israelites. And I say that because one, it's as though the people who are walking in purpose, you and I, BC family, it, you know, I would say it kind of reminds me of the story of Moses, right? And Moses was, I would like to say a great man of patience, okay? It took him a lot of patience when he was leading the Israelites. I mean, he literally held, he literally led a whole generation 
through the wilderness for 40 years, okay? And the thing about it was these people, it wasn't that they had their mind made up, okay? One minute they were praising God, you know, hallelujah, all of this, that, and the third. And the next minute, you know, they were complaining about God. And so can you imagine trying to lead people out? You're already nervous, such as Moses was, right? You're already nervous in this new territory, you know? And I know the Bible talks about, you know, be anxious for nothing and fear not. But if we can be realistic, BC family, there are some things that are fearful, right? And that's why we are called to put on the whole armor of God. That's why we are called to renew our mind in the word and to be able to learn and hear that thing over and over again, that if God be for us, then who can be against us? If God be with us, you know, all of these different things, we are more than prosperous, all of these different things, right? And so to hear in the story about Moses leading them out of Egypt, it just let me know that Moses had been a very patient man. He had no other choice, him and his brother Aaron, to go at God's speed. It wasn't about what the people thought. It wasn't about when they thought the plagues should have ended. All of the many things that they went through when they were in Egypt, right? And I want to fast forward as we jump over into uh, the book of Numbers, chapter 20, right? I can just remember at the fact where literally the Israelites were so upset when Moses had led them out of, you know, he had led them out of Egypt and then they were into the desert, no water. Okay. And they ended up teaming up against um, Aaron and Moses. You know, why did you bring us out here? You know, we should have died back there with our people, our brothers. Why did you take us, you know, from this, from one horrible place to the next? At least, you know, we have fruit and all of these different things and figs and grains and all of these different things back then. So, so why would you, why would you lead us up and out of there into this desert land, into a place where there's no water? Okay. And this is the type of, you know, treatment or as you would say, as I would say, treatment that Moses was receiving. All in all, he's hearing from the Lord and, and God is telling him like, son, listen to me, okay? Hear me out. I'm telling you what to do. I'm going to tell you how to get these people out of Egypt. Once they got out of Egypt, he, the father's telling them like, listen to me. I'm going to tell you how to bring water to them. Okay? So Moses, he had to go in God's speed. He had to go at God's pace, okay? And fast forward, as as it got to the point where he began to uh, figure out, how, you know, how the water was going to go about, the Lord ended up coming to him. You know, he told him to take his staff and him and Aaron and go and speak to the rock. And it would bring forth the water for the people, and not only the people, but for their animals as well. And so Mo Moses was obedient. He did just that. He he grabbed his um his staff and him and Aaron. They went on and 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 they called all the people to gather around. And what did Moses do? The father told him to speak to the rock. And instead, Moses struck the rock, 
two times, not once, but he struck the rock two times with his staff. Okay, so what do we have? We have here Moses, I would say, in a place of frustration, in a place of disobedience, because God had called him to speak to the rock. Yes, he called you to take his, he called him to take his staff. But he told him to speak to the rock. And Moses went about it his own way. Right? And I can understand his situation because he might have been frustrated. You got a whole generation going off on you. You trying to lead them in the right direction. You hearing from the Lord. You trying to interpret what the Lord is saying. You trying to have confidence in doing what it is that God is calling you to do. And you have the people who God has placed you as their destiny helper pulling on you. Wondering, you know, oh my goodness, I, sh I knew I shouldn't have listened and followed her God. I knew I shouldn't have listened and followed his God. I was doing better when I was back there in the hood. I was doing better when I was getting it out the mud. Even though, you know, it wasn't all that, I was doing better then. But truth is, that was not the case. And the same thing as far as the story of the Israelites and Moses. They thought that same thing. You should have just left me back there to die. We don't even have water. Can you imagine how Moses felt? You know, these people complaining. They haven't even realized that they've made it out of Egypt, that they made it out of this desert place, and they're still complaining. Nevertheless, Moses struck the rock twice and water. Yes, it did come up and out of the rock and people drank and so did their animals. Okay. But I want to take a look here um, in the book of numbers chapter, you know, obviously in chapter 20 it's chapter 19, excuse me. Okay. And I want to read to you verses 12 and 13 and it reads, but the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you refuse to believe in my power, these people do not respect me. Now, I want to take a pause right there. Actually, I'm going to go ahead. Did not respect me. And so you will not be the ones to lead them into the land I have promised. Okay? So these people have come up and out of Egypt. They're crossing over and, you know, making their way through to the other side to the promised land, okay? So we're going to call this the waiting room. They came up and out of the old land. What this could look like for any of us could be you've come up and out of that old relationship. You've come up and out of that old job. You've come up and out of that old mindset, yet you still may not be exactly where you want to be. You may be in therapy. You may be just sitting and trying to gain relationship with the Father, really trying to figure out who the Lord is, okay? And when things aren't going as you expected them to be, then comes frustration. Okay. And in this text specifically in verse 12, it said that because you refuse to believe in my power. Okay. And if I can relate that to today's time in regards to Moses and Aaron, in regards to us, it would be as though the Lord is saying to us, you know, Yes, I see what you did. I see that you have led these people out. And I also see where I told you to sit the bench this season. I also see where I told you 
I don't want you on the field in this moment. I also see where I have told you, I don't want you posting today. I know that I said that I want you on this specific schedule, but today specifically, I just don't want you to upload. I know what your friends are saying. I understand what your parents are saying. I understand what the coworkers are saying. I understand. But because you refuse to believe in my power, but because you refuse to believe in my direction, but because you feel as though if you don't show up, that it won't get done. Because you refuse to believe that me calling you away is still calling the people closer to me. Because when you step away, then I can step in. My God. And it goes on to say, these people did not respect me. Okay? So because of Moses' disobedience, because of his lack of trust lack of belief in the power that the lord's hope the lord holds the people did not respect him the people didn't respect god as as who he is and because of that because that's what this walk is all about that's what purpose is all about guiding people to the light guiding people to the father we want people to know the father yes They may be following you while you follow Christ, but the goal is not for them to know you. The goal is not for them to worship you. This is what we were just speaking about in the last episode. The goal is to win souls to the kingdom that they may begin to know the Lord as well so that they can go out and reach people and so on and so forth, right? And and, 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 and and for something so would seem to be so small, Moses lack and trust, these people didn't end up respecting the Lord. Because they knew, well, if I just get frustrated, I just get angry, I'm going to take it out on Moses. And Moses is going to get upset and he's going to get the striking rocks. And, you know, well, you know, I'm thirsty for the word. And I'm, you know, I'm going to start throwing a tantrum about why I should turn back to my old ways because such and such isn't uploading or posting or they're, they're supposed to be my destiny helper, but they're not doing as I want them to do on my time. BC family, I'm going to tell you all as leaders, you're going to have to make sure if you are not already, you're going to have to make sure that you are standing your ground maintaining your authority of the position and the role that God has called you to be in. Because if he called you to be in and he trusts you with it, he knew you before you were formed in your mother's room. He already knew that you would be the child to listen to the directions that he has given. When you say go forward, that when he says to go forward, that you would go. Okay? I'm talking about purpose here. I'm talking about going forward when God says go forward. I'm talking about stopping and sitting down and getting at the feet of the Father and fasting and in prayer. When the Father is calling you in, I'm talking about not serving man, but serving God. Okay? So when God is giving you instruction and the people of the world are calling on you and tugging on you and pulling on you, you got to remember 
sometimes you got to think to yourself. I know I do. I have to say sometimes to myself, I say self, I have to tell myself, you are not God. When God leads you to do so, then you do so. If God is telling you to pause, wait a minute, stop, don't do it, don't go, then you need to listen to the Father. Because also in your obedience, God is working. Glory be to God. So moving on from that, verse 13, it says the Israelites had complained against the Lord and he had shown them his glory. I'm sorry, he has shown his holy power by giving them water to drink. So they named the place, I think it's pronounced Merbath, which means complaining. Okay, so even in that, God still showed up and showed them like, look, I can make water come from this rock even if I wanted to. So don't complain on me. Don't underestimate me as God. Amen. So the same people that was complaining, God still showed up through the very person they were teaming up against. What all brother Moses was trying to do was what he was called to do. He was called to lead these people. And because they experienced lack, they began to basically fight him verbally. They complained. They got frustrated with him. In a sense, I could, I could say it looked as though they kind of forced his hand. Even though Moses should have been able to show, you know, self-control. Nobody should ever be able to move you. If God says one thing, it should be set in stone. And even in that, and not making excuses for Brother Moses, I still have to say I got to hand it to him because he was a very strong, patient man leading these people through the wilderness for 40 years. Okay, he had to show he had to show great patience for four decades. And, and guess what? He still didn't even make it into the promised land because of his disobedience to God. Because he decided to strike the rock instead of speaking to it. Out of frustration of the people that he should have been leading. So what I'm simply sitting here to tell you, BC family, is to make sure that you are going in God's speed, that you are walking this thing out, this purpose out, this calling on your life out in the timely manner of what God says. It may not make sense because I'll tell you one thing. (laughs) When the Lord called me and told me to, uh, when he called me to the podcast and he told me that I was going to start doing Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, And then a few weeks roll around and I'm skipping a Monday and a Wednesday is going by or, you know, so on and so forth. I'm like, now, Lord, I know you ain't told me to do nothing that you wouldn't help me do. But it wasn't about that. He wants my obedience. And it's the same with you. Just because something doesn't make sense does not mean, BC family, that it is not God. Allow God to be God. God can be God all by himself. Okay? So when he's calling you to step away, that means that he's trying to step in. So when people are calling on you and 
pulling on you and complaining around you. I'm sick of the inconsistency. I'm tired of not doing this. And why does it look like that? And you said that if I follow God, that all things will work together for my greater good. Then why am I missing out? Let God show them who he is. All you can do is provide the messages. All you can do is to provide the encouragement when God allows you to. You got to remember where you came from in your walk. There was times when you didn't have a destiny helper available to you at that moment. There was times where you had to get at God's feet and you didn't hear a thing. There wasn't someone there every second of the minute to express to you your next step. And, And I'm so grateful that God was that way with me. And I pray that you be grateful as well, because you know why? It taught us to trust in him and not man. It taught us that he is our God and not man. It taught us that we are not to idolize these people because they are human such as we. They go through every single thing that we go through. Maybe not the same seasons, but they go through it. And they will get through it. And God wants to be the God of their life. Amen. So that's the message that I have for you all today, BC family. Remember that walking in purpose is all about God's speed. You have to practice patience, love, kindness. And sometimes love, BC family, I'm going to tell you, sometimes love is tough. Sometimes you got to tell people no. Sometimes you got to just not respond at all. Sometimes you just got to pray and say, God, I heard what you said and I hear what they asking. I'm asking you to get in and work this thing out. My calling is on the line. The way that people are viewing who you called me to be is on the line. Nevertheless, your will, God. Okay, BC family. And this is why over the past three years, Glory be to God that we've been in operation this long, okay? Three years of the podcast. And over that time, I remember the season where God was working the people pleasing up and out of us. And it is for a time such as this, okay? Because where God is taking you and walking you into and where he's breaking you down and building you back up to go into, is going to require you to let go of the people pleasing because you don't want to be like Moses. Lacking faith and getting frustrated because you you weren't you hearing people complain and, and it's frustrating you because you just don't understand. We don't have time to strike rocks when God is saying to speak to it. We don't have time to be doing things when God is telling us to not do it. Because though he still got the glory, glory be to God, he still showed the people that he can feed, get them water. That he can quench the thirst of them and not only them, but their animals as well. He still showed himself to be God. My God. And even in that, can you imagine how Moses felt leading them people 40 years? And he didn't even get to get in. And that's not what I want for any of us here. Okay, BC family? I want to see us all make it 
to whatever places and spaces God has called us to. Those promises that you have been writing down out of the text over the years when you were in your desert season and now you're starting to see the light and the sun's beginning to shine on you and your family a little better and you seeing some coming together in your finances and so on and so forth. School's working out for you. The friends you always prayed for, you're starting to be able to spend time with. You're getting to know new people. You're joining different groups and organizations and you're starting to feel like you got a matter and a place in the world. You walk in a room smiling and people telling you, you know what? I see your glow. I see your angel wings. I had somebody tell me that today and it just blessed me. And I knew it was from God because I was going above and beyond and it wasn't to be seen. It was just, I just knew that something needed to be taken care of at work today. And I saw everybody standing around talking and I said, you know what? I'm going to take the initiative. And I went ahead and did it. And there was a customer there. And she said, you know what? She said to me, she said, you know, your angel wings are, no, she said, you know, your halo is showing. And, and, And I'm telling you, my spirit man knew exactly what she said. And my flesh said, huh? And she said, you know, your halo is showing. And I said, you know what? Thank you. Thank you so much. And, 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 and so I wanted to share that because just when you think somebody is not seeing you, people may not have enough courage to speak up as she did and tell you what you are doing to make a difference in their life. But I'm here to tell you, BC family, it's always somebody watching. There's always somebody that you're impacting. So when God is calling you to do something or he's telling you to not do something, you got to know that God is your God. You can't be moved. You got to stay in your authority, okay? When God tell you to speak, you speak. When God tell you to post, you post. When God tells you to go here, there, or there, or give to this person and that person, do it. No questions asked. Because when God tells you to go, he's going to make sure that the whole thing is funded. And I'm not talking just financially. I mean, if you need the energy, if, if you're feeling down, but the place calls for you to be excited and full of energy, he's going to provide it to you. Okay, so stay in God's speed, BC family. And before we go, I want to share to you all just a quick little uh, insert out of this book that I've been reading. And I really encourage you all to go get it. It is a women's book, but um, for the gentlemen, I really think it's a good book for you all to read as well. Um, and it's by Dr. Miles Monroe. Okay, and he's a best-selling author. Okay, and the book is titled "Understanding the Purpose and Power of Women: God Design for the Female Identity." Okay, now, I know it's a long title, so, title, so I'm um, gonna put it down in the description box. Okay, and it reads, okay, it says to discover purpose, never ask the creation, ask the Creator. Okay, I'm going to read it again. To discover purpose, never ask the creation, ask the creator. Okay, and it goes on to say, nobody knows a product and how it should work better than the one who made it. The one who created the product is the best one to fix it when it has become marred. Okay, and marred just means, you know, broken basically okay when a potter works on a pot 
and sees that it has a flaw in it, the potter either remolds the clay and starts over, or if the pot already has been fired in an oven, the potter has to smash it and start over. Okay? Now, I don't know what part of this specific, you know, section here that you are in, BC family. I don't know if the Lord is working on you, okay? And this might be the beginning. You may not even have made it out of your Egypt yet, okay? Or I don't know if you've made it out of your Egypt. You've already been refined by the fire. And you may have backslidden. You may be in a place where you're feeling buried. God showed you who you were and you allowed, you know, the people around you you know, to talk things to you and speak things over your life. And you begin to feel like you don't even know who you are in Christ anymore. And and for a moment you had it all together and now you just feel buried and you're oversleeping and overeating and overthinking. And you think God has let you go and you're thinking that he's given up on you and you're thinking that you're letting him down because you haven't been consistent in the things and the places that and with the people that he has called you to be consistent with. I'm here to tell you, BC family, it's never the end, okay? The potter is the potter. Today, yesterday, forevermore, okay? And, 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 and he may just have to, as the text says here, the potter has to smash it and start over. There may be parts of you where you feel crushed, okay? There may be some stains, some chips, some extra weight that have been potted onto you from outside sources, meaning people, places, and friends, okay? But don't get discouraged. You got to go to the potter, all right? And let him know how you're feeling. And he may have to crush some things and smash some things up off of you and chisel some things away. But guess what? It's so that he can start over with you in that area. So it's never the end. God loves you unconditionally, okay? I'm going to read that part again, the very um, beginning of it, where it says to discover purpose, never ask the creation, ask the creator. Okay. And this just basically to me simply says to stay in your authority, to remember who you are. All right. Remember who God is. You want to know something about you. You want to know something about your purpose. You want to know something about you know, whatever it may be, you have questions about who God has created you to be. You have questions about your calling and your purpose that God has assigned to you specifically. Go to him first. Go to him in prayer. He is the creator. He knew you before you were formed. He formed you. He assigned you to the calling that is on your life. So people may not understand. And people may think that, you know, you're slacking in certain areas and, you know, they're getting a little worried and things like that. But you got to remember, when you on the wheel and the potter is potting and it's spinning and spinning, sometimes the wheel stop and he's packing things on. And then he'll get the pump in that pedal again and you'll see that pot spinning and spinning and things are in action. But in order for you to know what season of life you are in, in regards to purpose or whatever area, you're going to have to be in relationship and in communication and in prayer and fasting with the Father, okay? Because you're not going to know. When things stop, you're going to think just what the people around you are saying. Maybe I'm in sin. Maybe I've backslidden. Am I letting the Lord down? 
And in those thoughts, that's when the enemy comes in and he wants to take over your mind. He wants you to believe those thoughts, those negative thinking thoughts that you think. He wants you to believe the things that people around you may be seeing. I knew he wasn't going to do it. I knew this was just, you know, this was only a matter of time. Oh, I knew that it, this was just, you know, this was just for cloud or whatever the case may be. They always start something and never finish. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't got to answer to them. You don't have to ask them. You want to know, you want to discover purpose, ask the creator. Okay? So I love you all, VC family. Remember to stay in God's timing. It's God's speed that prevails, okay? And you know why I know? Because when you're walking in God's speed, just like the Lord did, he took breaks and he went up to pray. And, you know, he took time to get away. And he got right back at it. And for those of you, I want to say this because I've been seeing a lot of Facebook posts and I even remember times where I've fallen into that sunken place as far as mindset thinking, you know, I thought I would have all these things by the time I'm 30 or for so on and so forth, 50 and, you know, all these great milestone markers as far as age. Take the number off of purpose. Take it off. Because guess what? When it's time for you to succeed in certain things, God will let you know. And and I, I'm sure a lot of you right now can think to yourself, you know what? I remember when I prayed for these things, and I'm so glad God didn't give it to me when I asked him because I would have ruined it. I know I'm not the only one who thinks of things like that. And so I want to make sure that I'm getting up here and letting you all know that you are not alienated. You are not isolated. The enemy wants you to think that you've fallen behind. But I'm here to tell you and expose the real and shine some light in some dark places and in some shady places. Be careful with the things that you're viewing on social media. People popping up, you know, just bought my new bins. Congratulations, yes. But you got to remember that everybody has to be processed. And you also got to remember some of those people may not even be keeping it real, okay? People rent Airbnbs and do their content in them, and it looks so beautiful and it looks real. And sometimes it's exactly what I just said, an Airbnb. Some people, they, they rent cars, and, they, and they're telling you that they just bought these cars, and other times God has shown up and shown out in their life. Sometimes people telling you they bought it straight off the lot, and they're upside down in car payments. So you got to be careful what you're looking at because the world will make and create a false reality. Okay? Will create a false reality. You are not behind. The Lord didn't even start his journey until he was 30. You are right on track. The devil is a liar. So don't look at success with your eyes, okay? Look at success with your wisdom and where you came from and how it took you to get to where you are. Measure your life story based off your life, okay? At the time where you know God has started working on you, that's how you measure your success. Look how far you've come. And when you look back, don't look too long. 
okay? Because it don't matter where you came from. What matters is where you're going. And as long as God is in the front of that car that you are driving, better yet, he in, in the passenger seat, I'm telling you now, there's no way that you can go wrong. And when you get tired and weary and sleepy, just like a long drive, just like a long road trip, the Lord is going to be right there with you. And he's going to take the wheel and take over. The thing about it is you've got to allow God to be God in your life and allow him to take over. You can't be saying, Lord, I'm tired. You know, I just needed to get in and take over and fix the situation. And then when the minute somebody gets to talking and saying things that make your flesh feel like you're not doing enough, you say, oh, no, no, let me start driving. I got this. I got this. People talking. So. So. The real thing is, guess what? They're watching so they can see when it's their turn. I remember that he or she wasn't showing up in this season. So it wasn't really that they weren't doing what they were called to do. It was that they were at God's feet. So to whom your journey is called to inspire, it will. Okay, BC family. So until next time, I want you to remember to stay great, bless and feel and prosperous and always go and God speed. I love you all so much, BC family. Until next time, peace. <laughs>